0: Meet Dr. Frank King, the founder of King Bio, a local manufacturer of natural products since 1998 here in Asheville.
1: Say you
0: for over 40 years, Dr. King has been helping people overcome chronic, recurring, and so-called incurable ailments while following simple, natural, and safe remedies and principles. Dr. King's full range of natural products can be found online at drkings.com or find select products at your local health food or drugstore, Earth Fair, CVS, and Walgreens. His book, The Healing Revolution, is available at drkings.com. Ken or Amazon.com. Welcome to the Healing Revolution. Welcome to the Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King, and it is so good to gather with you every week and, and talk about your health and talk about the good things that Dr. King brings to us. Today, no exception. Two guys sitting in a room talking about Father's Day. Two fathers. Two fathers. Yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite days of the year, and yeah. we want to talk about some father health. How about that? Okay. So, you know, we can do some father health. Okay. You know, it's kind of sad when you look at the statistics out there where men die much sooner than women overall. You know, I wonder why that is, you know. Yeah. Have any ideas?
0: Oh, well, I I, I don't know. I think it uh, used to be that, you know, the men uh, were under stress and went off to the office and worked hard and it took took its toll, you know. But, yeah, but uh, I, yeah. that's not the case anymore.
1: oh really. Men generally will die about five years earlier than their wives. Okay. Still yeah. today, Yeah, Yeah, that's still a, a common statistic. You know, one in five men will die of cardiovascular disease. Mm. One in five. I, I'm glad I'm not going to be in that category. Yeah,
0: I'm four, and I'm in the four part of that, yeah. The uh, one in six men will be
1: diagnosed with prostate cancer. One, in, one in, six. in six. Wow. One in six. Melanoma. You know, those kind of dark skin cancers. Uh, it's a deadly uh, type of skin cancer. mm mm-hmm. uh, more prominent in men, and uh, and so in what a, you know when you think of men's health, you think of cardiovascular, think of prostate cancer, you think of you know skin cancer, but uh, and but general things too that will not just kill us, but make things not work so well. Okay, and of course our sexuality, you know, I think that's always been a big issue. You know, being forty years in practice, I I found and a lot of men. It was really inspiring to me because here I am in my, you know, upper twenties, twenty six to thirty six, in there, and I kept seeing these men that were like in their eighties and even nineties, and you know, and uh, and we're still having an active sex life. Really? Yeah. Wasn't that that, that, that was inspirational? Uh, of course. You know, uh, and it, you know, no, it was more the exception than the rule. However, the sad part of this, I talked to so many men. You know, in their health, and here they are in their fifties and sixties, and just say, "You know, give it, giving it up, they just gave it up." You know, oh, no, it's oh, we don't do that anymore. You know, and I'm thinking,
0: "Wow, sad. what a
1: big difference!" And yeah. and uh, so I studied this and I, I observed this over the years because I was personally vested, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, into, right. into this. And in the in the healthy men had healthy sex. Into their 80s and 90s, you know. I didn't talk to too many in their hundreds. That, you know, but uh, I'm assuming you can have sex up to the day you die. Matter of fact, I've, I've heard, read and um, observed a number of my patients. That's how they died, <laughs> or, or when they died, I should say. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. We choose a way to go. You know, oh hey. uh, you know, and they, they, and they died. You know, during, you know. Uh, the act of sexuality. And so, you know, that's, you know, where do you, how do we want to, do we want to give it up and live 10, 20, 30 years, uh, you know, not having that aspect of our life functional?
0: Not Randy. Uh, I'm not. You're not into that. I'm not You're not. Planning that's not your on choice. That. I'm not planning so on that. The
1: idea is we want to make some choices, right? And yeah. the power of choice is so important. So as we begin, it's You know, sometimes we don't take enough time to think about our future and how we want. Do we? What do we have power over? And most people don't realize how much power we really do have in our lives. And if there's one message, and I'm writing a book about that now, developing uh, what we call Leap in its life empowerment action plan, how to create a life empowering action plan, and you know, in that we talk about also the five creative forces that we have. And once we learn about these five primal creative forces that we have, we all of a sudden start seeing, wow, we start activating those. We have a whole lot more power over our life than what we ever realized we had. And once that revelation hits, it's like the Rocky music takes off inside you. <laughs> and that Rocky music has began to, where you start feeling the victory over life. Instead of being a victim, we talk about, no, 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 we're going to be a victor in life. And that's what, if I have a message to everybody, especially Fathers, today, you know, we've given a lot. We've sacrificed a lot. Uh, you know, I was teasing my daughter the other day, who graduated from uh, Asheville School, and uh, this spring,
0: I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: you know, she graduated. Uh, yeah, this spring, yeah. and uh, going off to college, and and um, you know, we were just having you know some good father daughter chats about the future and uh, planning out the future, and she loves planning. For, you know, her Good. future, very detailed and thinking ahead. And I try to exercise that in my kids because ch- kids don't have what we call—it takes time. Sometimes people don't get this generally until they get into their 20s or 30s called frontal lobe development. <laughs> in our frontal lobe of our brain, you know, behind your forehead <laughs> is an area that develops that gives you a sense of— Time puts life into a perspective of time. You know, babies, you think, you know, they cry when they're hungry, and that's if you feed them, and there it's all that it matters, you know, you know, that kind of yeah. carries over into teenage years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. you know. And, uh, but it takes time for frontal lobe development where we start thinking about relating or making our choices, not from immediate what's for dinner, <laughs> right? But, you know, their thing, begin to start thinking in perspective of their future. You know, maybe a few months, you know, a few weeks, a few months down the road, then all of a sudden a year, then a few years, and and then more. I mean, many people never develop their frontal lobe because they don't exercise it. And we want to start planning and thinking about our future and what choices we're making today. We make those choices not in relation to, you know, the moment, <laughs> uh but for those choices in relation to our future even into our retirement if we plan to retire that's not in my vocabulary personally you know either, but uh, you know i know being productive being you know on purpose if i give up my purpose on the planet then i have no purpose for being on the planet I, it's not, i don't like the idea of that retirement was really something that was set up you know by the us government when you look back in history, you know, retirement wasn't really a part of the majority, far majority of hu- of human cultures. No. I, you know, I, white hair was a sign of wisdom, not senility. <laughs> white hair was where you were like the grand poopa. <laughs> you know, you were the a sage. Wise one. Yeah, yeah, the sage of the family. Go, go seek yeah, advice from him, seek, you know. Yeah, go seek great grandpa Randy. See yeah, what he's the got to say great Randini. About it. Yeah. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> he's been through this. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: been around longer than I have. Let's check, let's call let's talk to Randy about it. Right. And you know, and a lot of times you, even the kids don't realize maybe how intelligent or how smart or how experienced or how special their their daddy was. Did you when
0: you were young, younger?
1: No, I think it was Mark Twain said when he left his family as a teenager and chose to go and travel the world, he thought his father was so stupid, he just couldn't take it any longer. <laughs> and so he go, Mark Twain goes and travels the world for maybe a decade. I don't remember the exact time. But he comes back, and his famous saying was, You know, when I came back, I was amazed about how much the old man learned. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, you know, I think it takes that to realize, you know, some of the wisdom that fathers have. And, you know, and and fathers, let's be wise. You know, let's not fall into that negative trap of, you know, let's start using applying some wisdom. You know, I think uh, as I've aged, I've learned a lot more. I'm a lot smarter than, and that's why I waited till I was in my sixties to even write my first book. There was a friend of mine way back. He he was he had he had a couple children, and they were young children, and you know, toddlers, or and one in you know, in diapers. And he was going to write a book saying, you know. 10 Ways to Raise Great Kids, you know? Okay. And then uh, as the kids got older and were in their teenage years, mm-hmm. they thought, well, maybe I want to change that title to 10 Suggestions
0: <laughs> <laughs> about,
1: you know, raising kids. <laughs> then after the kids were gone, he thought, ah, I'm going to change that book title. He never wrote it yet. he says, I want to write 10 Tips for recovering parents. <laughs> so, you know, I think as we age, we get smarter. You know, we think we know it all. Sometimes when we're younger, and uh, I think you can remember maybe some years in your life where you kind of were a know-it-all. Randy,
0: absolutely, I'm guilty. Do you feel? Of sin. Do
1: you feel like you you know more? You know, how much do you know now?
0: Oh, much more now than I did then, but. I think I know less now than I think I knew then. I knew all the answers then. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: We know more. The more you learn, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Exactly. Well said. And, you know, I think you, and that's where wisdom begins to come in and where wisdom can be something we achieve with this so called white hair, (laughs) you know, uh, the signs of wisdom. I always say, we're, it's a, I really changed my attitude about from aging to saging. Yeah. You like that? I do. I like That's a positive way. Let's turn this thing to the real positive potential that aging has to offer. And so we begin to become sages. We're saging, not aging. That puts purpose. That puts more excitement into life. That puts more goals you know, and that's where we begin. That's what keeps us alive, keeps us functional. You know, there's a thing we talk about where now actually we've been in a series overall as a, as a world that where we've been increasing the lifespan. But that is changing now where it's swinging down. But the issue is it's, you know, I'm interested in a long lifespan but even more so, how about a long health span? Now, what's a health span? And that is the years that you are healthy. My health span, I, you know, I don't, you know, we don't want to just oh add another ten years to our potential, and be in a home where we don't recognize anybody and have somebody else wiping our mouth and whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. Not what I call health, and that never used to be. you know, no, really, you're right. You know, people, you know we just didn't have that. But I think with the common drugs today and some of the things we're doing, we're ha- we're in a uh, where we're increasing lifespan, but not health span. And the healing revolution that we're talking about here is about increasing our 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 health span so that, we are our years of health, our healthy years, is what's being extended along with our years. We have opportunity to extend both and bring them very close together, if not perfectly aligned. So our health span and our lifespan are it would be the
0: same. Boy, isn't that a great thought? It is. That That's is my a great aim. thought.
1: You know, and if we don't set that in our creative minds, in our what I call it, you know, align our five creative forces that you'll be learning about in the book. It'll be coming out that when we start aligning that, we then become it. And it's our creative forces. We are creative beings. We have the power to create. Just look around us and see, what have we created. Wow, We create cars, roads, homes, radio stations, businesses, Uh, Internet, uh, just the, the list goes on and on. Look at all the things we have created as human beings. We've created so much, but our focus has always been on just creating things on the outside. But in the healing revolution, we are here to give a scientific and structured way of how we can begin to turn our creative forces also to the inside, where we start creating a quality life that we want. It's our garden of life here. We want to start creating that quality of health that we want. We want to start creating the quality of relationships that are so fulfilling, a quality of life that is becomes more dynamic, more inspiring, more fulfilling in a way that we are learning to love life and all its potentials. We're discovering more and more potentials in our lives with each day rather than just watching them dwindle. That is what I call you know, the creative forces of life. Luke Skywalker had one creative force. We actually have five primary creative forces. You know, The little finger, if you look at your hand, and your little finger, touch that, grab that, and no, that's your will. It's the littlest one, the weakest one. Will alone is very weak, but when in- incorporated with the whole hand, you got to really get, start to get a grip on life in a way that's going to give you substance. You know, the little finger, your will. No will, no way, right? You want to make sure you create a will for things, not a will just that you write out. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's fine, but your will to, you know, accomplish and do certain things in life is very, you know, is a, one of your creative empowering forces. Your ring finger, okay, is your emotions. That's your love, your peace, your joy, your passion. These, these, you know, these are the positive emotions that you want to develop. And the positive emotions is, will destroy the negative emotions, just like light will dispel darkness. It's a beautiful thing. We talk about going, coming from a place of a power. You can talk about your fears and your anxieties and your worries and uh, depression, all these things. That is negative emotions. Okay, but what gets rid of them, what, gets, what dispels the negative emotions are the positive ones. Again, just like the light that destroys darkness. You can't fight darkness with darkness. The mid- long finger—that's your vision. Without a vision, what we perish. Without a vision, we—we're stuck. We—we're not on a—not nav- navigating a course to where we would love to be. And so, you want to have a vision, develop, a, and clarify, and continue to develop a vision for life. You want to create in the pointy finger is your belief system. We all have a belief system. I was talking to somebody. Well, I don't believe in all this belief stuff. I said, what did you just say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, belief stuff works. Check with a sports team. How about that hockey team?
0: Yeah. What they, are they
1: called? I never even knew
0: they existed. I'm not I, a big hockey fan, I'm, but I know there's something been going on in yeah, hockey. Yeah, what was it?
1: it was, uh, they won the Stanley Cup. Right. Like the World Series of of hockey. Right. Okay, the Super Bowl, if you would, of hockey. and uh, But it was some team. Where was it? Missouri, or
0: well, I can't. I don't I know.
1: Can't. They beat the Boston Bruins. I remember that. Okay, Actually, I remember we saw a little thing on my phone a few days ago, and that was amazing. They, they never. They've been around forever since hockey, professional hockey, and have never won the you know the Stanley Cup. So, you know, but they wouldn't have done that if they didn't have a beliefs in themselves. The people that have you have to have a powerful belief. Any sports team to be successful, if you can't believe you'll win, Make and you a are hat. a winner, you are a team that can win. You develop and refine a strong, powerful belief system is one of the keys. You talk to any winner of hey, we believed in ourselves. We we really believed we had the team this year to do it. You know, we believed in ourselves. We were united. We were connected. You know they built that. Any coach knows this clearly. You know, if you don't have a belief, you're going to win. You must as to well pack up. Yeah. To Why do you want to, you want to just play to have some fun? Okay, go ahead, kids. But it's the belief that makes the difference. And then you put them all together and you in the thumb. And that's where you have your personal identity of who you are and who you become it. You actually become it. You believe it until you become it. And these are the forces. These are the five creative primary forces that really can equip us as fathers or as any human being to really be the best we can be, to enjoy it. Not to, Fatherhood should not be a burden. It should be a blessing.
0: Happy Father's Day, everyone, from the Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. He'll be right back in a minute and talk to us guys uh, a little more about being healthier and stronger on The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Dr. King's Farms welcomes tourists year-round. Located in Lester, North Carolina, just 20 minutes from downtown Asheville, Dr. King's family-friendly educational farm tour promotes health from soil to sustenance. Visitors enjoy breathtaking views of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains while they learn about unique prehistoric breeds, including the American Bison, African Watusi, Elk, and Himalayan Yak. See the rare White Bison and marvel at the largest horned cattle in the world, the African Watusi. Hand feed and photograph magnificent animals up close and personal as you're comfortably seated on an open-air trailer pulled throughout the fields. Shop our farm store after the tour or anytime you're in the neighborhood. Book your reservations and learn more at carolinabison.com. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Back to The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King, and it's uh, kind of guy talk today, but not really. These things that you're talking about are good for everybody, but kind of focusing are, on helping out are. us guys
1: But today. when we embrace fatherhood, we that's a foundation to really be a great inspiration in our lives because it we is. are passing on you know, we start to look beyond our lives. That's one of the things we talked about is, you know, instead of just aging, we're saging, mm-hmm. we're learning more, we're becoming wiser people as as we sage. And the great sages of the time, you know, weren't young people. No, nope. no, nope. <laughs> you know, nope. uh, And it takes that. That's why, again, i said, uh, we're, I'm just now in my mid, you know, I'm 66 this year and it's uh, time to, I'm writing more books I'm starting to take all this, you know, the knowledge, and I keep getting more and more knowledge. And if you're growing in your knowledge, you will stay young. That's one of the things. If we stop growing in our knowledge and in developing our skills, you know, then we begin. That's what really causes what I think that would be create an aging brain, you know, that diminishes. If we don't, what if you use it or lose it? Right. Saying – and uh, that really brings to the next point that I want to talk about is muscles. Okay. You know, how's your muscles working these days? Gotcha. You know, how are you, what's going on? You know, because, you know, with muscles, you know, as we, when we turn 40, we were people, men are losing oh, well over 10, maybe 15% or so muscle every decade.
0: 10 to 15%. Yes.
1: And there was some guy, I was a fellow talking to you the other day, he said, well, I weigh the same as I did when I was in college. And I still weigh the same. And he was the lean guy. Right. But I said, uh, hold your arm up, make a muscle. And there was more sagging on his mm-hmm. arm than there was sticking up on <laughs> his arm when he made a bicep muscle.
0: More below than there was above. Huh? Yes.
1: And, uh, and and I said, you know, Yes. But you, know, you might weigh the same, but you've lost muscle, and most people, as they're losing muscle as they get older, they are that there's being replaced with fat. In between those muscle fibers, so they might weigh the same, but their distribution of muscle to fat.
0: You know, is is reversed. Call that body mass index. It, it, it's getting yes, yeah,
1: yes. And and why now? Why does that happen? And he says, well, you know, this is usually people. He was an active fellow. You know, he was a laborer and he was active and you know and you know. But he says, I just don't have the energy anymore. But he says, but I still wait. But yes, but you know, that, and we talked about the distribution and what it is as we age. We Decrease in what we call some of our key hormones. One obviously is testosterone that keeps our muscle tone, but one that's even more vital to many more things is our human growth hormone, or as we call it, HGH, or human growth hormone. And wait, what growth, doesn't it? Well, don't they make me fat or something? No, no, no. It'll keep you lean and and mean, in a sense, in a nice way. It'll keep you uh, toned and strong. It keeps you, you know, so what is it that keeps this? And there's another, you know, us young and healthy as we age, and that is, they call it the youth hormone, if you would, HGH, human growth hormone. But it is also, you know, as we keep our muscles strong, you know, and toned, you know, you don't have to be a bodybuilder here. Matter of fact, most bodybuilders really don't look so good, you know, as they age. Yeah. I've uh, noticed that. <laughs> and uh, because they haven't maintained that muscle tone. Gotcha. And it gets more difficult if you're not doing the right kind of exercises. Now, in my book, The Healing Revolution, I talk about the right kind of exercises to keep us young and vigorous and fit. You know, we have many shows about how to find our fit in our fitness, and it works for us as we age, but when people's HGH lowers and their testosterone lowers, there's another key component that goes down and that's called our mitochondria. Mito, like mighty. These are our powerhouses in our cells. And inside our cells, every cell you know has a mitochondria. It's like the power plant. It's like a miniature little power plant inside the cell. And the muscles that have the most mitochondria by many times are our muscles and our heart, which is a big muscle. Right. That works very hard and continuously without ever resting. All the time. It, all, it keeps on ticking, hopefully. Right? Thank goodness. And, you know, that is a major. So you know, most of the mitochondria in our body are in our muscles, which includes our heart. And there's ways to really help increase our mitochondria. If we don't do strength training, then our mitochondria will begin to diminish greatly because they're not being exercised. Strength training exercises our mitochondria and keeps them built up. Muscles have many, a muscle cell will have many mitochondria in it. You know, so there's a lot of mitochondria in our body, but they're not getting exercised they will what? If you, you use it or you lose it. So you want to use your muscles. So in my book, I talk about different ways from the ET, which is energizing technique to help build this back, as well as some really quick strength training that you can do what I call like two minutes of, you know, to toneness. And uh, these are little things you can do during a commercial, which we don't have to deal with those anymore with uh, streaming TV and different things perhaps, but, you know, there's time. You can always take two minutes or 10 minutes out of your day, and that's all you need to go do your strength training. I did a workout this morning that really just took me 10 minutes, and, you know, I exercised my chest and my back, my upper back and my lower back three areas. And I did this, you know, three sets of weightlifting. you know, in each area, I rotate around, start with doing my lat pulls, and then my bench press. Then I did a, I got a low back machine that I sit on and I go down and then rise up, face, being face down on this machine. It's kind of high. And I go, and that exercises my lower back, keeps our low back strong, really nice little piece of equipment. And, the, just those three exercises, I do I do maybe 10, you know, a weight that's maybe 10 or 15. Now I can do it 10 to 15 times. And, you know, and then I'm maxed out. And then I go right away to the next one and do it, the next exercise, and then to the third exercise. And then I'm ready to come back to the first exercise again and do it. And I can always do that and really get a good intense workout, three sets of each Exercise. So, three different exercises, three sets. It's nine sets of exercises, all within 10 minutes or less. And that's such a who can, who doesn't have 10 minutes? We can talk ourselves out of it real easy. Easily. You want to get rid of the excuses. So, wait a minute. No. And even if you just commit to just one set. Once you get started, it's, you, you know, you're there and you're going to finish it. Usually. Getting started is. The... Yeah. The getting started is really the difficult thing for most people. So and it is for me. I love having already exercised.
0: <laughs> you know, I feel, <laughs> good always feel good at
1: the end, <laughs> yes. you know, and so we want to be able to, you know, just continue to stay motivated, finding your fit in fitness. Uh, got a lot of shows on that. And, you know, but that, that's what really strengthens our mitochondria in our cells. And that's really important. And by working very intensively as you build up, you don't you don't start real intensive. You start at your own pace and build up on it. But that intensity, I'm huffing and I'm a puffing at the end. And that's what also increases my HGH. That intensive exercise. You know, when you think primally, what really kept us alive and going back in the day? Either we went after that saber-toothed tiger with our spear and got him, or we ran away faster than the guy next to you. <laughs> oh, it's the only one you got to beat. Yeah, it's the guy. <laughs> Make sure you, you know so that's the fast. It's that quick bursts of energy <laughs> is what you know survived. That's what developed. You even you know, that's what develops human growth hormone. That intensive, quick bursts of energy increases your uh, your. Not only your mitochondria, but also your testosterone and your HGH are all increased, proven to show in exercise studies. It's those quick bursts of energy, not the long marathon running person. If you look at a marathoner, and that's great for marathoners, but they all kind of look a little, you know, know, run these long, long distances. They don't look so healthy. Yeah. But, you know, go look, watch the sprinters in the track and field. And if you look at all the sprinters, what do they have in common? Muscles. They look sharp. They look buffed. You're right. You know, and how does a sprinter have all these upper body muscles? You ever wonder that? Yes, I have. You know, because that quick burst of energy actually increases their testosterone, their HGH, and their mitochondria. And that quick burst of energy gives you that statuesque you know muscle tone and, and and strength. so yeah they won't be able to run a marathon <laughs> but they look you know they're good yeah. and they're healthy and you know and you know so there's a little something to look and understand that we need those quick bursts of energy that goes back to primal survival
0: okay you see back to that sudden burst of running from that tiger yes. You know,
1: and that's how the ones that got
0: brought home the bacon,
1: <laughs> brought home the meat. Where those that are quick had, to you had to have quick bursts of energy to get those animals. Right. And so, uh, that's something we want to think about as fathers. We want to, you know, you know, looking good is nice, and but having, and the, but having that human growth hormone flowing full, you know, strong, having your testosterone strong, and. Having your mitochondria strong is really what's going to not only help you look good, but and feel good, and have more energy. But you will live longer, and you'll have a longer lifespan, and you'll have what a longer health span. That's what I would call, you know, a successful, you know, Father's Day, you know, gift for all of us. I agree. And yes, it's good for everybody in the family. But especially us fathers I'm speaking to right now, and uh, you'll find that those things that cause us to age, those things that what puts us in the retirement home, what puts us into assisted living, it's when you can't even get out of your chair anymore very well. You don't even have a sphincter to control your bowel movements. That's when your mitochondria has gone way down. (laughs) You want to have a good sphincter down there, don't
0: we? Absolutely. Don't don't, want that to happen. You don't want to
1: strain and realize, oh, every time I strain, I pee my pants. You know, uh, what was it, Cousin Eddie? Every time he turned on the microwave.
0: (laughs) He peed his pants and forgot his name for 30
1: seconds. (laughs) (laughs) You You know, you've lost your mitochondria when you start you know, realizing, oh, I'm not holding on to my urine, my sphincters that tighten up, you know, that control bowel movements and urination. You want to keep that going strong. If there's some motivation for us older fellas.
0: There it is. Okay.
1: You know, that we want to, and that's what, you know, what I'm saying is that will keep us strong. That'll get us out of our seats easy. That'll help us stay vigor, young and vigorous longer. Increase our health span and lifespan. So let's be motivated. We can do these things. These are things we have power and an authority to have control of. We want to be, you know, finish strong in life. I don't want to finish all feeble and and, and not know who uh, my family is. Because these things not only keep us strong and healthy physically, but they also keep us strong and healthy mentally as well remember the old saying I remember as a kid, what a fit body is also a fit mind. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, those three things, if we can work on those quick bursts of energy, do those little sprints. I like to still do sprints. You say, oh, I don't have the knees to do sprints anymore. Well, what do you have the knees for? How about a recumbent bicycle? And you can get one of those and you can pedal with your back against this thing where you're kind of laying down. Mm -hmm. You pedal out in front of you or even a regular bicycle, whatever it takes. You can pedal a bicycle and you can usually go so fast. And when I say quick bursts, I mean you pedal so fast or sprint so fast and it only takes – do it intensely for 30 seconds. That's all you need. 30 seconds? And, but at the end of 30 seconds, you can't, you know, you say, see if you can say, Mary had a little lamb and you can't get it's <laughs> fleece was white as snow. Out, You can't get to the, it, the it's is done. You, you, you marry, you might get Mary had a little lamb, but that's what's funny. You know, you're out of breath. That shows you hit your peak. You know, performance. Okay. Okay, that's where you want to be. And you eventually build up and talk to your doctor about any kind of new programs you're doing. You want to be a team together about these things. But you want to make sure you could start doing this. It's called peak eight exercises. It's described in the book, the, The Healing Revolution. And those peak eight exercises, you build up. You only have to do that like one or two times a week even. And just that little bit will increase your human growth hormone, your testosterone, and your super mitochondria in your muscles. And that's when you—that's how we're going to stay young and vigorous and not just be aging, but we'll be saging. Now, you know, another thing that I have found that's worked very well uh, and it's been so helpful for me, uh, I began doing this uh, – both my wife and I, Susie and I, we, in our lives, we were vegetarians for about six years. And we found, you know, it might have felt good for, the, for us. And everyone's different. And you got to find this and make this choice for yourself. That, you know, am does vegetarianism work for you or not? And most, if you are, I find if a type A blood, not type A personality, but a type A blood, you might have better chances of being a healthy vegetarian than the other blood types. The other thing is, and I'm a type O, and I needed and my health started going down after the first year or two of being a vegetarian. I just noticed I wasn't, I didn't have the strength, didn't have the endurance, didn't have the energy. Uh, you know, was not was declining, and this was I was a young buck. You know, this was in my early twenties, and. Uh, and over that time, I found out that you know I tried hard as I could, all sorts of vegetarian diets. And I tried to add dairy. I tried to do maybe you know and and tried an all raw diet. Tried no, okay, more grains. Now then I tried. So I tried a lot of different things, you know, versions, and it just didn't work. And so in my research, I finally found something. You know, I read about. The American bison. And I started looking, you know, I saw these research studies that showed that bison meat had less fat than most all fish, except those kind of strange ones with the little lights on them down in the dark part of the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) So, qualify that. And, uh, but it had less fat than fish, had half the calories of beef, and had a whole lot more protein in them, had a whole lot more what I call. Mitochondria, interesting. It's where a bison, remember, dances with wolves. Where he gets up in the middle of the night, hears this rumbling, and he goes out. Kevin Costner goes out and sees all these bison running, and you know they want. They didn't. You know they were in a drought somewhere. They get in a run and they run forever and ever. Their trachea is, their their windpipe is three times larger than that of a beef, and they, you know bison are so strong. Right. So powerful, pound for pound. You know, there was a, I remember at a bison convention, NBA, NBA, National Bison Association. Okay. 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 Yeah. NBA. Yeah. And there were some old cowboys out there been raising bison in those ranches out west for a long time. And there was the Mexicans there, they were talking about the Spanish fighting bulls and uh, how much stronger and more powerful. So- some of these bison ranchers said, "Hey, well, if we could bring that, how about a bet?" And they put on a big bet and put a lot of money out there. And they took loaded up a couple of bison bulls and on a train and took them down to Mexico. I think it was Mexico City, and they put match put one of those out there, uh, and then they put, brought the Spanish fighting bull out and it charges the bison. The bison's just standing there <laughs> in a bison bull. He pivots the last second and misses, and he kind of like he's the mat- bison matador. the matador. Uh-huh. And this goes on for a while. Finally, the bison says, well, I'm getting a little tired of this. So he pivoted in a way where he met head to head, and they collided wow. with that Spanish fighting bull running full speed. Oh, my. And that Spanish fighting bull dropped straight to the ground and never got up again. Wow. And this happened, and they tried it again. Same thing happened. They never even got to the second bison bull. <laughs> and- you know, and the bison was so, you know, look how there's like the Schwarzeneggers of the hoofstock. Yeah. And they're so much stronger. And and so not only with the statistics about less fat than most fish and, um, you know, half the calories of beef and like 30 to 40% more protein in the meat and more digestible. But then I did another study and found that bison also uh, – was you know that the native americans that lived off the bison lived to be much long, or, or older And, a you know look at these old pictures of these indian chiefs they were old
0: absolutely
1: you know but yet you look you had all these wrinkles and all these things but yet you look at their facial structure and they had would that you see you see strong cheekbones you see muscle in their face even that's the sign that they had high uh, HGH, high testosterone, and lots of mitochondria. Thing, all things that are powerful
0: anti-agers. From and that bison diet.
1: Just yeah, you know, they lived. Bison was their primary meat source. Yeah, and that was the difference. And uh, so I want to talk here in the next phase about some dietary things okay. too that'll make a huge difference right. in us men as we sage.
0: Let's take a break and uh, talk about, in the break, uh, bison and where you can get uh, King uh, Bison, and we'll talk about that. Be right back and wrap up the show with Dr. Frank King on The Healing Revolution. Dr. King's Carolina Bison. Bison meat has half the calories of choice beef, less fat than fish, and contains higher levels of digestible protein. In appearance, bison is a richer and darker red meat due to the high levels of vitamins and minerals and the lack of artificial preservatives, stimulants, and hormones usually found in beef. Energize your health with Dr. King's Carolina Bison. Currently available at these popular local stores and restaurants Earth Fair, Harris Teeter, Fresh Market, Wicked Weed, Universal Joint, Juicy Lucy, Pax Tavern, The Biltmore Estate, Sierra Nevada, Natahala Brewing, Jack of the Wood, Red Stag Grill, and the Grand Bohemian Hotel, the Grove Park Inn, and others. Visit Carolinabison.com today. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Back to The Healing Revolution on Father's Day with Dr. Frank King. And uh, Dr. King just throwing out some good tips on how to be a better dad and how to enjoy our day.
1: Oh, yes. We, we, sometimes we call it Father's Week. I like <laughs> you thinking. I like <laughs> you thinking. <laughs> and, uh, but it he helps us, inspire us. It's, it's be our best. We can be. And, the, and one of those is Living that longer life, living a more focused life, you know, not just aging, but what we say, again, is saging. And one of those things is the bison. We were talking about the bison and the Native Americans chiefs that lived so long. And they did a study comparing the Native American chiefs of the time with the Civil War generals of the time. Okay. And they found the Civil War generals were all very sickly. You know, as they aged, they were, they got diabetes, they had heart disease, they, you know, and they, they died very early in life. And the Native American chiefs were, had no diseases and they lived a very long life. And so, what was the difference? One of the things they found that was a major difference was the Native American chiefs were living off of bison as their primary meat source. And that bison, and that's where Native Americans even distinguished the bison above and beyond all the other animals. He said all the other animals came from the earth, but the Native Americans said the bison came from the stars. They were like a heavenly blessing to them. They were something special and different. And native and and you think, well, that's all nice folklore and everything. Hey, Native Americans lived and, and structured their lives around the bison for many thousands of years. And so this is something that is historically you know sound you know evidence. We have a nonprofit. it's called the Wild Food Foundation. And uh, this nonprofit is something I did because I created and it's something that we study and research you know the wild food things and it's you know the wild things that make the difference in life. And we found that's why bison is so much different than beef. Matter of fact, if you, you like eating local, native, you know, beef are you know, cattle in general are not even indigenous to our continent.
0: I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, they're they're all imported from other countries. They were all imported, you know, Europe and Asia and even Africa. You know, cattle were never indigenous to this continent of North America, or I believe even South America. Bison are the indigenous North Americans. Bison is what I call the real American red meat. <laughs> gotcha. You know, bison is, you know, a very unique and special breed. They're not k they're not a bovine or a cow. cattle are. Their bison is a whole different species. So, you know, bison is very unique. And something we've learned as we study different wild foods, you know, we found another back in nineteen eighty five I started raising these cattle from Africa called Watusi. Now, Randy, you might you've done the Watusi dance Time perhaps. Uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and You know, but the Watusi is very unique. They're the largest horned cow in the world. They actually dwarf a Texas longhorn. And even the Texas longhorn, they're not indigenous. They were European breeds that they crossed here in Texas and developed the the Texas longhorn. So, you know, even the Texas longhorn is import. And, you know, the African Watusi, you know, they grew you know, the three primary tribes in East Africa that raised the African Watusi. And these three tribes, the Ancoli tribe, these cattle are also called Ancoli cattle, and the Tusi tribe, where they get the Watusi, and the Maasais. In all three of these tribes, the, both the men and women would even grow to be seven feet tall. Wow. Wow. Huge, and they were known for being great dancers and can jump higher than anybody else, and were fierce warriors. And nobody messed with these guys or the, or women. And these were amazing kind of uh, tribes. Again, they lived off the Watusi for a long time. And what does that? That's what back what we talked about human growth hormone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, testosterone, mitochondria. Those were. That's what I call the Watusi and we raise these and we have the largest herd in this hemisphere. Really? We build up. I love I love eating watusi and it gives me strength, it gives me energy, it gives me anti-aging factors as well. And because of that history of what they did growing very large people, that helps me keep my uh, human growth hormone high again. You know, I want everything I can do to keep my human growth hormone at its max. And so I call Watusi, the it's my anti-aging meat. And so you can buy that directly through our website. You can come tour our farm. You can be able to see and get touched uh, bison on the nose and feed them. You can touch a Watusi on the nose and feed them on a, on a, tra- a trailer tour. And so we do these almost every day. On the farm, except I believe Sundays and Mondays. Okay. And so every day on the farm, call it, check our website out at, uh, uh, you can go to drkings.com, you go to the farm, you go to carolinabison.com. Either way, you get there and you can schedule tours on uh, right online there. Enjoy, uh, once you, you can kiss a buffalo on its lips, and once you do, your life will change its course, guaranteed. <laughs> uh, it is a really inspiring opportunity. Uh, you get out there and that big, massive bison bull or these massive horned cows from the Watusi, they are a direct descendant of the prehistoric cow called the Auroch cow, hence why these, and bison are prehistoric. They've survived two ice ages. These historic roots I have genetic qualities that get passed on, as I believe, and have been experiencing and see historically to those who consume them. So enjoy this. It's a beautiful uh, opportunity to go to the farm and try this type of meat out and watch. I've found my patients have always said, as soon as even within even hours after eating some of this meat or in days, and you know they find that, wow, I have more energy. I feel stronger. Uh you know, and my, and a lot of my conditions are going away, and so my health issues. So great opportunities, and for Father's Day, you know, and beyond, you can change the quality of meat that you're eating and see the quality of your health, you know, go to new
0: levels. Visit that website, drkings.com, get more information about all these things we've talked about, and uh, happy Father's Day, Dr. Indeed. Dr. King. Indeed, and many Father's Days. You bet. As an author, lecturer, and whole health practitioner, Dr. King has a passion for natural health and empowering people to reach optimal health and wellness. Dr. King's 40-year career as a natural healer is all about equipping you and your healing revolution. Go to drkings.com to take free personalized health appraisals, including his whole person appraisal and candida test. You know your body best, so take back your health and awaken your healing power within. Learn more about the Healing Revolution by visiting drkings.com, where you can sign up for Dr. King's free newsletter or email a question about your health to Dr. King at thr at kingbio.com and join the Healing revolution.
1: Revolution.
0: Well,